one. Welcome. Welcome back. Week three. It's Easty. Jack Bardsley. Back again. Hitting you with Boston's big podcast. Covering New England hip-hop and New England sports. What's better than that, folks? Everything you need. Everything, anything, whenever you need it. Right on this podcast, baby. Today, something's going to happen that I didn't think was going to happen, at least until baseball season. Maybe until after the Bruins and Celtics playoff runs are over. But we're going to start the show with Red Sox talk because they actually did something. They did something when right after, uh, who was it? Um, what's his name said yesterday? John Ooh, Henry. John Henry. Yesterday. Oh, we we made moves. We made moves. Yeah. Anyways. All right, John Henry. We're going to start with some socks. Fucking creep. We're going to hit on some Bruins, making some moves today. Hopefully, maybe a move or two before the deadline. Maybe. Um, also, uh, some all-star game talk with uh, a couple Celtics in there. Yep. Uh, playing against each other. And uh, we also have some uh, Devin McCourty quotes to get into. What did McCourty say? I don't. I don't even know. Um, he said everyone knew that Butler wasn't playing. Oh, that's right. That's right. And uh, he said a couple people, a couple different people. Someone from uh, New Jersey, and then uh, another reporter at his charity event. Interesting stuff. And, All right. Um, yeah. So we got we got a handful to get to this week, and. Uh, Let's just kick it off with some socks. Some J.D. Martinez talk. Some J.D. Martinez, who was cut by Dombrowski uh, when he was with the Tigers. Um, now he's back in Dombrowski's good graces after our 45 home run year split between the Tigers and the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's... He's a good hitter. He can hit to all fields. He's got some power. He got some obviously 45 home runs last year, but again, it's a uh, last year was his uh, free agency year. So we all know how people right step it up during right. their free agency years. The contract year, he definitely stepped it up. Um, let's talk about the negatives of JD Martinez first, because right. we all know he can hit. We do. That's quite obvious. We all know he can hit. Can he field? Did we just overpay for a glorified designated hitter? We definitely could have done that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; they had to. They had to do it with that, with what the Yankees did this off season. If we want to have a chance against them, we needed the bat. It almost, lineup. it almost felt like it was just gonna happen. It was, yeah, it was gonna happen. happen, and it was just kind of like both sides trying to squeeze every little penny out of the other one. Right, um, just trying to make the, each other sweat. But for everyone who's really, really excited about this deal, and I'm excited about it, but I'm not overly excited about it. So for everyone who's, who thinks, you know, this puts us over the top, J.D. Martinez has made one All-Star game in his, how many years? What, seven, eight years? Yeah, I was going to say, he can't, he can't seven years here that long. Can't have been around that long. Ah, well, he's 30 seven. years old. Yeah, seven so he, he's made one all-star team. The most glaring thing to me is he's never played. Only one time he's played more than 123 games in a season. So he's injury yeah, prone. Yes, he's very well. Last very, year he only played 119. 
2015 is one all-star year. He played 158. That's the only time he played more than 123 games in a season. I mean, the one good thing about this is maybe because we have four outfielders that can all play outfield. Yeah. Um, I mean, between Bradley's glove, Mookie Betts all around, Benintendi putting on some weight, hopefully that means a little more power for yep. him. Um, and he can still obviously play the outfield as well. Uh, they all they all can play defense. Right. Now add Martinez six. That's the bat that we've been waiting for um, ever since Ortiz left. Basically, I mean Hanley never lived up to it really. No, uh, and we can stop holding their breath on that. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> he is. Uh, Cora did say today. Alex Cora came out today and said he's our number three hitter. And I'm not. I'm not a Hanley hater. Yeah, I know. Which is a bad idea. Yeah. Because. He's he's not someone who's extremely self motivated, and if you tell him at the beginning of spring training that he's, he... yeah, so I he's not the most self motivated person as we know, um, and it just seems like a bad idea telling him at the beginning of spring training that he's earned the number three spot already. That must mean JD's gonna be hitting fourth, I guess. I, Hopefully I he is. We got it all figured out already. Mookie's leading off. He told us that. Yep. Little lead is batting seventh or eighth. Probably. Probably. I so Benintendi will be two, said, right? Or I would assume so. I would assume Benintendi two. And I mean, I would hope. I would hope. Uh, yeah, so where's the little leader going to land? The little leader's going to probably be pushed to the back. Speaking of the little leader, we got we got uh, some platoon uh, or some help for him yep. being out for a little while. We got Eduardo Nunez back. I like. I almost like us signing Eduardo Nunez more than us signing J.D. Martinez. Yeah. More really? For, more for the clubhouse factor. I mean, Clubhouse factor, yeah. He was... Think, I really liked him last year. He stepped it up, and he he comes with that hard-nosed, take-no-shit. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to stare down the pitcher. I mean, the the classic last year when he bunted against CC Sabathia, he said, not my problem, you got a bad knee. Right. You know? Take take out your opponent, take the opponent's weakness That's out. That's true. How are you going to get on a guy for bunting when you know the pitcher has a bad knee? That's just... Strategy and he's a fat bastard, and he's a fat bastard on top of it. Exactly, why Never. would you not bunt at him? You'd be stupid to not bunt at him, exactly. So, everyone, yeah, that, especially when you have the speed that pissed me off last year. He, um, but I like his I like his attitude. I'm glad he's back. I'm hoping, even when the little leader comes back, that they find a spot for Nunez. I mean, Devas is gonna hopefully Devas be hitting fifth. Yeah, you know, have a have a real good year. I People think. forget about Devers, man. We have some bats in this lineup. Yeah, Devers, I I don't know. I mean, I I wish he hadn't said Hanley was batting three because then we could have Devers batting yeah, three. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's why I don't think you should be giving that spot to Hanley already when you have someone like Devers who's what twenty years old before they raped last year. Like, come on. Before got, they played any games. So what what message does that send to Devers? It's like you have no chance of earning the number three spot. This lazy old bastard gets it already. Well, and, like <laughs> and the fact, never mind getting into the regular season games. Like all they've been doing is having batting practice, fielding practice right, right now, and throwing the ball. Right. They're not. How are you going to determine your lineup already? And things change. I feel like Core is, he's jumping the gun a little bit. I guess he needs to wait and watch out, watch spring training play out, and decide how he wants to do the lineup. He's. He's already telling everyone what the opening day lineup's going to be. I mean, I guess that's the trials and tribulations of us with it, going with a uh, first-year coach. But, I mean, Jesus. it's uh, Slow down, buddy. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> next thing you know, he's going to be telling everyone Kimbrel's coming out in the seventh inning. Yeah, right. 
No, no, I'm going to have someone else close. I'm going to go close. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have another player coach. Uh, but uh, Let's go pick up Koji Uhara. It'll bring him back from the dead, will you? Good old 44-year-old Koji. Um, we, uh, it's, I think it does, it does bode well for us. We obviously lacked power hitting last year with Santa Martinez. I don't, I don't mean to say, when I say I like the move better, it's more for the team itself. I think, um, I think that JD Martinez is going to be a couple weeks ago. I said, I feel like it might be like a Kyle Crawford type sign and, I like. Hopefully I think not. it's going to be an overhype. Hopefully not. I, I think for the money that he's getting. But man, he's never played. He's only played more than 123 games once. Was like that, that's the thing that jumps out to me. Was that the same year he went to the All Star game? Yeah, uh, he played 158 games in 2015. That was that was his All Star year. And then how many? Last how many home year runs he, did he hit? Uh, that year he hit. Was that the year? 38. I was going to say, I know he hit 30-something. <laughs> but he hit 45 last year in only 119 games, which is impressive. He had, I know when he got when he got traded to the Diamondbacks, he had I mean, out it off raking for them. Yeah. He never really stopped, but. Right. He, I mean, uh, he. it's crazy he didn't make the All-Star team. But, yeah, it's because he started raking after the, after the All-Star break. And he actually finished higher in the MVP voting last year than he did in his, the year he made the All-Star team. Wow. So that shows that shows you what kind of second half he had. Yeah, he really. I mean, he helped the Diamondbacks out tremendously. Not, I mean, didn't really help him get into the playoffs or anything. But helped I heard him. the argument today that um, a lot of his success, and I kind of agree with this. A lot of his success in um, Detroit and Arizona was a result of him having protected. Now it is all right. Yeah. So in Detroit, he had Miguel Cabrera. Arizona, he had uh, Goldschmidt. Yeah, Goldschmidt was an animal, too. Yeah, <laughs> those guys are animals. And now he has to be the guy. Yeah, now he's... Before, well, he kind of, you know, he had... He lived in their shadows a little bit and quietly had, you know, great seasons, but now he's the guy. We don't have anyone who can hit for power anywhere close to the way he does. The only thing... Him batting fourth means that Hanley's going to see more fastballs. Right. Which. Hanley likes fastballs. I think that'll bode well for Hanley. Yeah. I mean, we could see a little bump up from what we've seen in Hanley this year. Yeah. I mean, he said he wants to play 150, 158 games. What did he play last year, Hanley? Uh, at first base. He wants to play all his games at oh, first yeah, base. Oh, yeah, no, I year. heard that, right. And, uh. Look, I don't dislike Hanley, and I think at the towards the end of the year last year, he, yeah, he was really clutch. He had a lot of clutch hits. Oh, uh, he's, I mean, when he wants to. When he wants to. He can be that guy. I mean, he had multiple years, 25, 30 home runs down in, right. for the Marlins. I don't think he's as, you know, carefree as people make him out to be. I think he does care about winning. Um, Just how he, sh how he put, uh, how he shows him, how he displays himself, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from time to time, it's not consistent enough, I guess. But there were times where he, well, he had that walk-off home run in that, like, really long, like, 18-inning game or something. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. Uh, and I remember the interview after the game, he was like, he was like, we don't give up. He's like, we're going to keep going to the championship. And I was like, I love that. Like, I love that attitude. If he could bring that every night. Exactly. That every would be day. great. Uh, 
Jeez. I mean. And he was great in the play. I mean, as short as the playoffs were, we only won one game. But he was one of the only guys who was hitting in the playoffs for us last year. Yeah. He. Who knows? He he could have he could have a big year. I mean, he's doing that he whole. He's he's got. I his, think having a, another power bat in the lineup will help him. Take a lot of pressure off of him. Definitely will. Maybe and that maybe that's a good point. Maybe he's been feeling the pressure to be right. that guy. To be yeah. And he's not that guy anymore. No. He's 34. He's not going to go out and hit you 30 home runs. He might hit you 20-something, but he needed, yeah, they needed another power bat in the lineup to kind of take some pressure off of him. Well, he he's, he's 34, but he could have found the fountain of youth. He read, he read t- the TB12 method. He, uh, you know, he's, he's on that wow. Tom Brady. Wow. He's on that pliability wow. stuff. Wow. So, uh. You really think Hanley Ramirez follows the TB12 method? He, you know, that's what, that's how, what follows he's been all saying. the guidelines. Doesn't what he's doesn't been cut saying. corners at all. Who he knows? follows every. He doesn't drink alcohol. He goes to bed at nine p.m. You think he does all that shit? He could. <laughs> I mean, he very well could. He might be he a could. changed man. He could be. He could be. Maybe he's just all about winning now. Maybe he saw the light that is Tom Brady. Yep. He saw the goat in action this year. He really paid he, attention. He watched Tom vs. Time, and he's sold. Yep. He's, he's got it all figured out now. He has the answers to the test, as Tom would say. He, the answers, <laughs> he's seen it all. He has seen every defense they could throw at him. The shift, the yep. old shift that every player now gets in baseball, which yep. is, I mean, wow. If They literally, every not just like shifts like a couple feet here, a couple feet there. No, they they have like a little literal shift for almost every single player right. now. No, oh, it's unbelievable. And it's all that What do you think analytics. about shifts? Do you think, do you think it should be allowed? I mean, if yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you want to pull your shortstop over behind second or uh, in the. I mean, it's shocking how how little guys try to bunt against the shift. It's it's kind of asinine. If it really to be is honest because I it's mean, it's just common sense. You want an automatic hit, bunt it down the third baseline. If if there's no one on and they're doing that shift, right. they're giving you that shift. Or, well, it's usually with no one on, but even right. sometimes they do it with people on. Yeah. I can remember a couple of times where Poppy bunted against it, and I'm just like, why don't you do that every freaking time? But he, you know, some guys, their egos are too big. They just want to, they need the big hit. Sometimes you need a mash. <laughs> right. Sometimes you need to step up with that big stick and pow! Yep. Pow! So. You're saying pow? <laughs> <laughs> so. All in all. Uh, J.D. Martinez, Red Sox, whether we like it or not, and I think we're gonna like it. I think I think we'll like it. I don't think we're gonna. I think uh, the one thing is the contract, which it's great opt out. I love the the opt out clauses in there. The I mean, after two years, there's an opt out option. So who knows? We could get a guy that's. Motivator for two years. He'll be 32. Who knows if he's going to get another big contract with Scott Boris as his agent? He could. He probably will get a decent one if he opts out. Right. Will it be the same deal that he's got here? Who knows? He's a little older by then. But if he rakes for two years, I mean, it's kind of hard to not see someone paying up decent money for him. Yeah. I just. I'm just hoping that. That power that we saw in Detroit and Arizona, if that translates, then that'll validate his contract. Oh, I yeah. Think. If that if he does what he did, did last year and in 2015, it's it's more than worth the money. I don't think 
I don't think his defense will really hopefully it won't come into play too too much and if I mean he got he's gonna have to learn to play I mean we got a huge right field yep. we got the wall and left yeah and I don't don't think he's much of a center fielder but no I wouldn't I couldn't imagine him in center field. if he, if he is he's gonna have to learn to play we the got, triangle. we got guys for that we don't need a center fielder but uh also a little side anecdote um family friend he uh he used oh, to play some insider info from Easty here some insider info a little bit um <laughs> played against JD Martinez probably what do you say about 8 or 9 years ago he's okay. been in the league 7 years so yep. about 9 years ago maybe a little longer give or take um played against JD Martinez in upstate New York and uh, I saw saw this post today. He uh, came in as this highly touted, you know, talk of the summer league, basically. And uh, first three at bats, he had a home run to every field. So I mean, I know that summer league is not the big leagues, but still, a guy. Still, he's got all this hype coming in. He lives right up to that hype. I'm hoping that translates to him coming <laughs> into Boston with some big hype. Him coming into and taking care of that hype, too, living up to it a bit. And he did hit four home runs in a game also last, last year. Yep, against the Dodgers. So, he, I mean, there's no doubt he can mash. Oh, yeah. Let's oh, just yeah. hope we get a motivated guy. Let's and just not... hope he can do it here. It's... We've seen guys do things in other places, and then they can't do it here. Exactly. So, and let's hope he... Time will tell. Let's hope he is motivated and isn't just... I mean, he only had two teams coming after him, Yeah. you know? Us and the Diamondbacks, and apparently he didn't like it good enough to go back there. Right. Does he come here because he wants to win or because we gave him an an extra $5 million, Right. You know? Um, that remains to be seen, obviously. We'll see We'll see how he does in camp, how he starts gelling with the, the clubhouse, how he gels with Alex as the manager. Um, I mean, they're... They're all about fun this year, so I guess I guess so. I guess we're good. I, I guess, guess they didn't have, have enough fun. fun. They didn't have enough fun the last couple of years with all that dancing. I know, right? <laughs> Wonder if JD will dance with them. Yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping the dancing doesn't happen this year. I don't we, like the dancing. No, we don't need the dancing. The we dancing need to win. was fun at first, but after two first round losses, get yeah. rid of it. Yeah, I'm done. Exactly. You get done watching you dance up. To, I don't want to watch you dance all summer just to have you lose in the first week of October. Exactly. It's just not, it's not fun. Because that's not... As a fan, it's not fun. It, like, I don't get excited watching you dance in the middle of the summer when you haven't done shit in October. Exactly. And then they, they don't <laughs> repeat in October. Right. Because don't, you don't There's even no, dance in October. No opportunities to dance in October. You had one chance, you had one dancing in opportunity October. in the past two years. And right. you've been playing in nine games, uh, seven games. Right. They've won one playoff game since 2013. No more dancing. That's nothing to dance about. That doesn't sound like Boston. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a, a cause for a dance. Around, especially in this decade, that doesn't sound like a Boston yeah, team. Yeah, especially, I'm sorry that you're, you're playing in, you know, the most dominant sports era for any city ever, but the pressure's high and there's no dancing when you're not getting past the first round. You're supposed to <laughs> improve each year from the last right. and... I mean, I guess they won one game last year. No, we're not going to call that an improvement. We're not going to call that an improvement. It's That's not. bullshit. It's, it's <laughs> not an improvement. It's definitely not. But 
you're supposed to improve by advancing maybe exactly. another round, maybe two rounds. Move on. I need to see more out of the whole team because and maybe JD will spark a little bit of that coming coming in, being yeah. able to rake, take pressure off everyone. He'll take pressure off everyone because now nobody really needs to focus on being the man. They need to work on the team right. everyone as do, a whole. As Bill would say, do your job. Exactly. Don't try to do too much. Exactly. There's Everyone's got a role on this team. It's like 2013. Everyone had a role. Johnny Gomes. The Mike voice. Napoli. Yeah. Everyone had a role. Everyone's got to find their role, not try to do too much. Exactly. Play within yourself. Yeah. You know? I, I, Alex is, he's highly, he's high on uh, Xander this year. He's got to step it up. Xander, we need more power from Xander. We need to sure. see what we saw a couple of years ago from Xander. Xander, I mean... And they can't blame it on not, David Ortiz not being his, here anymore. He's I'm, got the size of someone who should be hitting dingers. But his swing sometimes... It's a slow, roundabout swing. Right. It looks like he's he's looking more for to just poke singles to the opposite field. And it's like, dude, you're a beast. Like You should be fucking mashing the ball. He should have Come quick on. hands, driving through that baseball. Yep. Smashing off the if monster. If he swung the bat like Mookie swings the bat, oh. like Mookie's got the fastest bat. His his bat speed is faster than Ortiz's. Yeah, he's got. He's got, and he's not a big guy. No, great hands. Yeah, so he's if Bogarts could swing the bat like Mookie, if Mookie could teach Xander a thing or two. Xander could be a thirty home run hitter. Exactly, and like we were saying earlier, Dev is. I mean, as much as I was. Joking about the little leader earlier. He could he could give us something. He's not. Done. We're not anti Pedroia here. No. Just to be clear, although <laughs> although it was awesome uh, to see that after he blocked Scott Zolak uh, a couple of years ago, yeah. uh, that Zoe's fans uh, got him off Twitter. Yeah. Uh, earlier this year, that was that was yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're all about all positivity. You know, they got that David Price going on. You know, no negative it? stuff. Oh, man. David Price, he took it to the next level with his most recent comments. I heard something about how he said he was he, he hates negativity, obviously. And he was like, even from my wife, he's, he threw his wife under the bus out of nowhere. Yeah. He's like, even from my wife, he's like, when she starts being negative, I tell her just to stop because I can't handle it. It's like, does he not sound like the biggest pussy you ever? <laughs> That's what I mean, happens. That's what happens when he gets out of the house and he can go down to Florida. You ain't gonna see it for a couple months. Oh my God! I hope his, I hope Astro treats him all right. His dog. I know, right? Probably bites him in <laughs> the ass. Probably, that's probably why he loves Astro so much. He's the only person who doesn't say anything negative to him. Yeah. Well, not a person, but only being in his life who doesn't say anything negative to him. <laughs> Just comes up and licks him after <laughs> yeah. the loss. It's like, oh, Don't Astro, worry, it's Astro all right. likes me. Everything's all right. Damn dog. <laughs> Hold him accountable, Astro. I know. Bite right? him next time he has a bad stuff. Bite him in the ass. <laughs> Just like the mailman. <laughs> also, some other sock stuff they're talking about kind of taking it a little slower, getting sale involved, which I think is a good idea. As historically sure. well known that he's he falls off at the end of the year. Yep. He, I mean Think about it, he's a workhorse. I don't and I love the fact that he's a workhorse, but he's not the same workhorse that Pedro was, that Lester was. Even they, they kinda started Pedro slow too, so well, I don't know. I would the Pedro one is tough because Pedro wasn't that durable. 
No, then Pedro got banged up a lot. He did, and he didn't last all. His prime wasn't all that long. No, but his prime. His was... prime. His prime was in his prime. He was arguably the best pitcher ever. He was, but, but. you know, albeit uh, Lester. I mean, Lester was durable. Lester's he, durable. He we'd give him that. One thing about break. Sale is his size. He's what's his height? Oh, he's like. He's scrawny as hell. He's sick. He's a beanstalk. Absolute beanstalk. And you look at pitchers who are durable and who really last. You got they're, a little meat on that. Stocky. They got a big butt. Yeah. You know, like he's he's a twig. Big thighs. Big thighs. Like they they can you know their body can go through the wear and tear. Tree trunks. He's yeah. He's a freaking twig. Let me look at his size. He's uh. <laughs> and he's got a. I mean, I know that. The strikeout six foot six, hundred and eighty pounds. That's unbelievable. That's <laughs> doesn't judge like six six, like two forty like, or something. Me? I'm pretty sure judge. I'm looking at Clayton Kershaw right now, and Clayton Kershaw, you don't think of him as a huge guy. He, he's kind of tall and lanky. Yeah, not to the extent that Sale is, but Clayton Kershaw is six four two twenty eight. He's two inches shorter than Sale, and he's got forty pounds. Forty on pounds on him. And he's not even a huge guy, so that just tells you how scrawny Chris Sale is. Yeah, he he really is, and you don't you don't think about it when you're watching him on the mound. He's really. the same weight as Pedroia. He was five nine. Wow, <laughs> wow. The little leader, the we, little leader, weighs the same as Chris Sale. A couple little leaders. Oh man, yeah. So he's, I, I love his attitude. I love his his drive. His, his drive. His confidence. He's a hell of a pitcher. I question his durability just because of his size. Yeah, we, but we do. It is so we are. We're, we're in agreement that they need to bring him in slow. Absolutely. Because, well, that's yeah. That's what, it goes back to that because we they gotta, overused him last year. Yeah, and that's and maybe that's if pitching he was coach six, six, manager maybe John. If he was six six two hundred. It wouldn't have mattered. But he's six six one eighty, and his his fucking frail body can't take all that. Good old pitching <laughs> coach manager John, just knowing exactly how to use his pitches. Yeah. Well, we got rid of that guy, so we'll see what happens. See what Alex got in mind. Yeah. And I would love to see Sale looking in mid-season form going from September into October. Mm-hmm. You know, give him – and obviously not not, I mean, not he, start him, but you got to take him in easy. He don't right. got to be throwing. He trailed off. When did he start to decline last year? September? End of August. End, end of August. Like right when it's – it starts to Dog really matter. Days. Right when it starts to really matter, he was, but he in, was out of gas. But in April, he was throwing eight, nine innings, right. seven innings, 130 And we don't pitches. need that. No. We don't need that. Honestly, that... we can, you know, I want them to get off to a good start, obviously, but we can go 500 the first two months and still be in good shape. Like, it's, exactly. there's no need to dominate April and May. Don't, you don't <laughs> win the World Series in April and May, for no. sure. You definitely That's don't win pretty... it in spring training, either. Absolutely not. And it's really August and September. As if you're on your at your best in those two months, and you're ready for the playoffs, that's that's where you want to be. Oh, thank God he got those 300 strikeouts, though. No, oh God. yeah, they left him out there to get those. Damn. Yeah, those extra freaking 30 pitches. Because you know anyone would rather have 300 strikeouts on their resume rather than a World Series ring, right? Exactly. Yep. You know, I don't know. I know. I know so many people that would rather people that would rather be in the major leagues than doing what their day job is too. But but yeah, hypothetically speaking. Yeah, that remains to be seen. All right. <laughs> hypothetically, yeah. 
So 300 strikeouts doesn't mean shit. I mean, who the hell cares? We know you're a good pitcher. We know you're a Cy Young candidate. Now go win us a World Series, do damn it. Do it in October, please. Please, that's all we're asking. Just do it in October. I want to see that, that mug staring someone down. Gun, like Throwing save, in a little chin music. Save a little. A fight. I don't care. Save some of those get 300 strikeouts. We're trying to get hyped over here. Exactly. <laughs> save some of those 300 strikeouts for September and October. Be, be that guy striking out 14 guys. In October, in, in the October. first round. It's way more impressive than doing it in April. Exactly. When you've, you've just come off the offseason. Doing it in October after you've played a full season, 120 games or whatever, hopefully. Exactly. That's way more impressive. Exactly. Also, we, uh, we got... What do we got? We got Porcello in a contract pretty here, Ricky. I'm pretty sure. Pretty Ricky. I believe he's in a contract year. So, so Pretty Ricky has a good year every other year, right? So we should be in good shape this year. I think so. And it being a contract year, hopefully yeah. he's motivated. Um, that is that is how it goes, right? It was What was his first year here? He was bad, right? Yeah. And then his second year he won the Cy Young. And then it, so he was great in 2014 with the Tigers. He was shitty in 2015 with us. He was great in 2016 with us, and he was shitty in 2016. Yeah, so every other year he's good. Must be getting his mojo back. <laughs> yep, it's his time, 2018. Those even it's years. It's an on year. It's an on year for Rick Porcello. Yep, those even years. Yep, he loves them. Let's uh, let's see what he can do. I mean, we need we got Price and Sale. At least they'll be good in the regular season for sure. But yeah. um, Price, who knows? Yeah. Who knows if he'll be good at all? I'm, I'm he's hoping just, he's, he's motivated. So fragile, this year. like. He's just been exposed this point. He's got those Dumbo ears. He can hear everything. And he <laughs> exactly. Gotta... And he cares too much about what people say about Stick him. Stick a plug in those things. And just shut up. Shut... We got to see Price step up. You know, uh, the reason I'm saying hopefully we see a motivated Price is because he has that opt-out option this year. Mm -hmm. If he's motivated, he wants to get the hell out of here. Well, he's got to pitch good for that to happen. Otherwise, he's not getting a good contract somewhere. Right. So... Hopefully. So if he doesn't pitch well this year, it's just he's screwing himself over pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Or or he, well, not really because then he's still going to get paid. He'll just opt back in. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm hoping I'm hoping he's motivated his enough. His spirit will be so crushed at that point. Exactly. <laughs> then, then he'll just be back in the bullpen. Yeah. Oh, Manager man. Alex won't Which, stand you know, for that. I appreciate what he did for us in the bullpen last year, but that's not what we're paying him for. Exactly. It's, so. $20 million reliever. Yeah, middle reliever for $20 million. Not even Mike Timlin was worth that much. Exactly. <laughs> he wears camo hats. Yeah. Mike Timlin had balls of steel. He's He did. He was... He, he was David good. Price is half the man that Mike Timlin was. <laughs> well, well, we can't keep making fun of David Price, <laughs> although we want to. Well, we can, you know. It's we, a... You know, free country. I can say whatever I want. Oh no, we definitely can. We definitely can. But we we also got some. Uh, yeah, we should get to other things. We got other things to talk about instead of just. Make it's it. February and we spent the first half hour on the Sox, so I think it's time to move on to the winter teams. I think so. Give them a little shine while they're still playing. Right. Their games matter. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, we got a uh, little Bruins pregame back here. Game starting at nine. We, who do we got tonight? We got the Oilers. Oilers. We got the Edmonton Oilers. With Milan Lucic. Lucic, he's been having a rough year. Well, another going off of last week with the rumors um, 
with McDonough. I also heard, and rumors are just those rumors. What, that Lucci should be coming back? I heard something where the, they might try and, uh, they could try and tra- uh, kick the tires on something. Yeah. Because, uh, like you said, he's been having a down year. You he's know? been having an awful year. He, uh, By his standards. Yeah, maybe pretty... he needs a little change of scenery. Maybe he needs to come back come to back the home. Bean. Come back home. Come back home. That know, being man. said, we did bring in a new defenseman today. Nick Hurts from Holden. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from, from the New York Rangers. Sorry about that. Nick Holden from the New York Rangers. <laughs> Correction. Yeah, Nick. Not, not Dick Hurts from Holden. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Holden from the New York Rangers. We uh, traded a third-round pick. And, uh, Og- third-round pick and Ogawa. Defenseman Rob O'Gara. O'Gara. Um, O'Gara was up with us at the start of last year a little bit when we banged uh-huh. up. Uh, and then he's been just, you know, taking the bus from Providence to Boston back and forth. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we didn't give up much. We didn't give up. We didn't give too, up much, much, so it's hard to not like this trade. I heard people trashing this and saying we gave up too. Much. I don't know. It doesn't look like we gave up much. Holden, um, I mean, watching some highlights of him, he can he can play defense. He don't mind getting into scraps. He likes uh, to fight. One of one of them he did uh, get taken out pretty good, but that happens. You know, that they're happens. on ice, they're on that skates. Happens. Come on, you try fighting on skates. Yeah, seriously. Um, but we uh, hopefully he can help us with uh, our lines on D, you know, mm-hmm. um, help plug him in, and he can be a good uh, puck puck presence, you know. Yep. Uh, be a good goal presence. You got to think he's excited about his new situation. I mean, the Bruins are the hottest team in hockey. Hottest team in <laughs> hockey. Hottest team since November, by the way. They haven't lost in regulation two times in a row since November. Yeah, I mean, they, November fifteenth, like that's so long ago. It's four, <laughs> five, four months ago, five, almost five months ago, right? A little over three. Ah, close enough. <laughs> close enough. Still, that's like almost half your season right there. It's really since they made the, uh, since Cassie made the decision to start, he dove in over Rask for those what four games and oh, and he benched him. Right, he benched Rask, and that's since then. They've been killing it. They've been the hottest team in hockey. A little fire since November, under Rask's ass since November. That that and still people are saying that they can lose in the first round, and I just don't see that. No, no. Like the way they're playing right now, you can't play that well for three can say three plus months and get bounced in the first. I mean, no, yeah, you the, could, I guess. There's got to be like a significant drop off. Right. There's got to be some significant kind of like. You know, a big injury, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something's got to crazy. Something crazy's got to happen if they if they make another trade and they bring in someone who just destroys the locker room. I don't see that happening. They got too many, too many guys that know. I guess the Bruin way. Not- I mean, all all they talked about before the trade deadline was the chemistry and how they don't want to mess with the chemistry because it's so great right now. So, I think. Yeah, I think keep that's a big team. focus focal point for them is just keeping everything intact. Mostly you, intact. Yeah. Mostly intact. I mean, how can you try to mess with what they have right now? Exactly. And O'Gara going like I like I said, he's been up and down. He's 
he's had the NHL experience, and he's not one of the young guys that has stuck around with Cassidy. And you know Cassidy likes his younger guys. Right. So, I mean, that's that just that shows you a little bit of something. I'm, we got guys down in Providence that got to be lighting it up better than he has. You right. Know? He's been Absolutely. just kind of a plug-and-play guy. When they when they needed an extra defenseman, they bring him up, you know, and uh, he, um, like you said, Nick Holden's got to be uh, got to be pretty excited going from the New York Rangers coming to this team in Boston. I'm sure most players would coming to as we were just discussing right. the hottest team in hockey, especially since November, not losing back to back games in regulation. I mean, the other night lost six to one. And then they come back, that Marshawn with that nasty, nasty overtime goal yesterday. Right. That was nasty. And that was, I mean, Marshawn's become such a skilled player. There's, I mean, they're, they're just not a team that, like, all, all the Bruins teams with under Claude uh, might have seen, you know, past couple years, you know, they... They lose a game six to one, and that just takes the wind right out of them, you know. Right. And then they 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 can't recover from that for a week. Yeah. They go weeks. Absolutely. They go a week losing, then a week winning streak, oh, yeah. then a week losing. Then they were, if they if their spirits got down, they'd they'd suck for a couple of weeks. Exactly. Cassidy's got to be. And then bounce back from that six two loss the other night. Cassidy's able. That was, to just, man, that's something you wouldn't see under Claude. Like we've said the last, I think this is every episode we've said it so far, but. Nothing better than this, than that firing, right? Absolutely. That the record since that firing, which was over a year ago now, is it's off the charts. It's. I don't know where it ranks among like you know the other teams in the NHL since that period, but it's up there, top two, top three, easily. Exactly, and we're. I mean, as we've been saying, we've been we're just look we're looking good, we're, right? That from benching. Rask, that lit a fire under Rask's ass to not slack off. Yeah. And that gave Hudobin the confidence that these guys trust me. Yeah. So I can be that guy too. We got, I mean, arguably you can kind of say we got two number one goalies. Mm -hmm. No two guys that can start any night on any uh, against any given team, and they're going to give you a good game. They're going to be in the net. You're going to be stopping pucks. How many teams can say they have two goalies like that? I mean, maybe a couple out west, but yeah. around, you know, I, I don't, there's not too many. Not too bottom many. line, bottom line, there's not too many to answer that's, your uh, That's a big strength to have. That's, I mean, that's the name of the game, right? Keeping the opponent out of the net, scoring more points than they do. Hey, I mean, we saw it in, in 2011, what a hot goalie can do. Yep. Tim Thomas. Oh, Timmy standing on his head. Man. I mean, they say like a hot goalie in in hockey. It's like that—that's what carries you. Exactly. It's just—it's—it's so. uh, it's exciting to see how the the end of this season is gonna go down. Yeah. Maybe we'll see another deal. Who knows? Maybe maybe Lucic. Who knows? Maybe this holding deal opens up the door for us to get McDonough. Hopefully. And maybe we can, you know. Send over a package like we were talking about last week. Yeah. Um, take and then we got we got a real core defense. Right. Especially those two guys got the chemistry already. Who knows? Maybe they got him. They 
so we can bring in McDonough. They can we got a couple line guys together. Yeah. Maybe not together, but a couple guys that can teach each other the system a little more than more easily. I would like we were saying. I would like to keep the chemistry that we have, but who knows if I mean McDonough? We could be trading a couple prospects, and the the one thing about prospects is you don't know their prospects exactly. You don't <laughs> know exactly what they are yet. All right. I mean, think about it. Going back to the Sox. I was going to say. Bryce Brents. Who's the guy we... Uh, Kopech. Oh, Kopech, yeah. Where's, where's he? What's he doing? Or, uh, People were pissed when we traded him. Well, and who else? We traded... Uh, I mean, we've traded... Under Dombrowski, we've traded a lot of prospects. But but that's fine, though. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Cause the Sox are a young team. They don't need all those prospects. Exactly. But back to the... Back, <clears> back to, to the bees. Bo- back to the bees. Uh, these prospects, you know, some of these guys, some of these guys will be good. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys won't be as good. So it's up to, kind of up to uh, Sweeney yep. and Cassidy and um, Neely to basically evaluate and figure out which guy, which prospect is actually going to be something. Right. You know, it's got to be someone who's kind of jumping off the board at you. If they don't jump off the board at you, then I don't know how you know how good that prospect is actually going to be. That, true. That specific prospect. True, but true. other teams will be looking at that as well, obviously. They might have different ideas. and Who knows? Maybe we can, I mean, not get a steal, but, you know, maybe we could be able to somewhat keep the chemistry and still bring in another talent yeah. to help us on a run. Do you feel like the Bruins are overvaluing chemistry? Um, I don't, personally, but... With the way this team's playing, I mean, really, I, how yeah. can you? How can you? But there is a point to where chemistry does definitely get overvalued. Right. I mean, you... But I said, yeah, when you got a team playing the way they are right now, you know, just let them do what they're doing. If you it's, got... Obviously, the chemistry's great right now. If you got if you got someone, here's where it comes down to. You got to figure out if someone that you're bringing in, the talent that you're bringing in, their talent either has to be through the roof if they're not gonna get along with the team, if they're not right. gonna just gel right away, or not even right away, but within the first couple weeks, right? Or is it a guy who's maybe not his talent isn't through the roof? He's got good talent, but he's a guy that can fit right in, can get along with everyone. You know, they all, I mean, all these guys know each other. Right. So you got to figure out who kind of friendlier with who, you know, who can, who can coexist with each other, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's all part of building the team. Exactly. And I mean, Sweeney's been doing a pretty good job of it. I I don't see how you can complain about how he's done. And I don't think anyone expected the Bruins to be where they're at right now this year. So no, I mean, I didn't. I was, Absolutely not. I was ready for maybe next year. I mean, who would have thought? Like who would have thought at the deadline we'd be talking about you know making a move to try to become cup contenders? Like exactly. Yeah, I. I mean, figuring maybe next year once these guys get older. But these guys, and it's and it's again a testament to Cassidy sticking with these guys, sticking with the young guys. He's not. He's not getting Listen discouraged. Up. Listen up, Claude. They got they got ten guys that have over. Ten goals, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, over 20 goals, maybe? Some, something like that. Uh, I, I heard the stat this weekend. And um, it's it's something to be said for, again, the chemistry, but no one's trying to be the man. Right. While we were saying with the Sox earlier, uh, being the man right. and taking I mean, pressure off guys, people. Yeah. We got the big guys, you we know. We got guys that are standing out. We got Bergeron. Bergeron, Bergeron MVP. Right. MVP candidate. Marshan, all-star, doing his thing. Exactly. McAvoy. McAvoy. Absolute stud. Even Chara playing, he's, he's an older guy. Chara. But Heinen's playing, playing well. Heinen. I mean, you can, I we mean, can go down the whole roster. You can go down the whole roster. Yeah, there's guys that are, there's a handful of guys that are playing way beyond what anyone know, the level that we yeah the level we expected this year and that's why we're the hottest team in hockey since November exactly since not November. just the week not just, not just the past no. two we're talking about this team started the season six seven and four and we're talking about since then in November they've been the hottest team that's crazy hottest team in hockey and and like I was saying before this. It's going to be exciting to see how this all plays out and how it finishes. I think these young guys are going to, once the playoffs come around, they're going to find out real quick what the Stanley Cup playoffs really are because, mm -hmm. I mean, they're kind of in the league of their own. You see, it's not like it's not like regular playoffs where, you know, you got the one seeds who are obviously going to go. You oh, know? yeah, it's, no, hockey's, what? I mean, yeah. Hockey's kind of, it's not, I don't want to say it's, no, it's wildly it's, unpredictable, but but compared to basketball, is, oh, when do you see an eight beat a one in basketball ever? I mean, it happens in hockey kind of often. Exactly. It's like it's all about yeah. It's all about how you play. It's all about how hot your goalie is when April comes around. Um, exactly. And yeah, I mean the the regular season means nothing when it comes to the hockey playoffs. When it comes as to long as you can get in, you got a chance. A more right, absolutely. And that's why, you know, I just don't see I don't see the Bruins losing in the first round. No, I see us I, see us moving to at least the second round, maybe maybe the conference finals, who knows? I if see we us keep making it up. interesting and maybe making a run for it. Yeah, I, who the hell I'd knows? love to see a run. Who the hell knows? Cup run, baby. Cup run. Cup run 18. Celtics in the finals, Bruins in the finals. It's going to be a hell of a spring. It'd be nice. Yep. It'd be like 2011 all yeah, over again. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of the Celtics, we had a couple, uh, couple good of good old Celtics. I miss the Celtics. They'll be coming back in uh, what? I tomorrow? feel like I feel like they barely played in 2018. I know, right? Because they had that in January. They had that game in London, so they had a week off. They had like a week in front and behind that game off. Like they they played one game in like ten days or something, eleven days. They should have had like a few teams go off for that. That's right. stupid. To have a few teams play over there. So then now, then they played like you know probably less than a month, and there's the All Star. It feels like they barely played in 2018. Exactly, but now. That you're about to get the second half underway. Yeah. And, now it's uh, about to get real. Exactly. This is this is when basketball gets fun around this time. Exactly. They and we need a I mean we went on that huge run at the beginning of the year. Sixteen game win streak. Kinda of been yeah. up not up and, up and down. down, but we we up and now down. we no, find, they've been up and down since then. Now we find ourselves looking up. Let's just say that sixteen game win streak was big because if it wasn't for that who knows what we'd Who knows be. where we'd be? <laughs> Might be sitting right around tied with where the Cavs were a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah. But 
Either way, regardless, we had the All-Star game this weekend. Kyrie, Horford, both yep. playing. What did you think about the All-Star game? It was, uh, I mean, it was better than the ones in recent years. It wasn't just yeah. the... It was entertaining. I mean... It wasn't an over... It, they obviously made a point to play defense this year. Yeah. At least a little bit. Like, make it interesting. It wasn't a glorified dunk contest, but it right. was... I mean, there were obviously dunks galore. I used to think, like, the last few years, the All-Star game has been insulting to me, like, as a basketball fan, because they think that all we want to see is just, like, flashy dunks and no defense. It's like, if you're a fan of the game, you want to see competition. It was like, almost... I'm not impressed that... You're an NBA player and you're six eight and you can do like a windmill dunk when no one's covering you. That yeah. doesn't impress me. Exactly. Like what can you do when someone's trying to stop you? Put someone on a damn poster. Right, exactly. So to to see some defense this year and to see the game end on a defensive stop. Yep. I thought that was good for the, the All Star game. I think it'll be better going forward. I like the format with that Team LeBron. That format was cool. I that like is that. cool. And how did they I don't even know, how'd they decide LeBron and Curry? Uh they were the two top vocators. So not KD? No. I would have thought it would have been LeBron and KD because, I don't know, I put KD over Curry even though I don't like him very much. But you got to think, there's a lot of people that don't like Kevin Durant anymore. That's true. That's probably why. Exactly. But, yeah, I thought the format was awesome. That was, uh, it was cool, and it was cool to see. I mean, you saw, you saw uh, who, Kyrie defending Al at one yeah, point? Yeah, Kyrie was on Horford you know, at one point. Guys playing, guys playing, guys that play for the same team playing against each other. Right. I thought that was The whole was East-West like, thing, it's it's kind of played out. I mean, there's always going to be a stronger conference than the other one. It's like, it's just cooler if you just let the guys, I, the only thing I wish is the draft would have been on live television that's, instead of behind closed doors the way they did it. Yeah, and they said they didn't want to hurt feelings or anything. Oh, but come then, on. But then... LeBron came out and said who he drafted the first fight, like how he picked. Yeah, come you on, know? that's stupid. Like, just be just being able to see that draft on live TV would have. I mean, would have anything that the NBA's been doing lately? It's getting ratings. That would have been must see TV. Exactly, people would have been. They would have been. I mean, you would have got a lot more viewers in the Pro Bowl probably. You know, mostly because. Everyone wants to see who gets picked last. Exactly, and apparently it was apparently it was our man, Big Al, Al, Average Al, All Star Al, All Star Average <laughs> Al. Man, I like I I like Al, but man, he shouldn't have made the All Star team. The only reason he made it is because the Celtics were in first place. But yeah. thirteen and seven—that's not All Star numbers. I'm sorry. I did. Uh, you know what was real cool was Anthony Davis wearing. Demarcus Cousins jersey. That was cool. That Pay, was cool. Paying some homage to his, to his boy. Speaking there. of paying homage, I don't know if you saw the dunk contest at all. I saw a little bit of it. Larry I, Nance Jr. paying homage to his dad. Did you see that? Yep. Yep. That was uh, that was pretty cool. That was, was, I mean, there was a lot of paying homage. Jesus. There yeah. was a Vince Carter. The oh, the Vince Carter. That was cool. He did the, the reverse windmill. But that just goes to show you how down the dunk contest the dunk contest gone. The guy's got to do... They, stuff that's already been done. They got to do stuff that's already been done. Number one, and they got to while wearing the guy's jersey. Exactly. They got to <laughs> pay homage every time they do it. You know. Right. I mean. I mean the Larry Nance thing. It's his dad. So like I yeah, get that. That's I get different. that one. But like the Vince Carter one. Yeah. I mean maybe he was that was his favorite dunker growing up. That's what inspired him. Yeah. Dunk, yeah. But. So so was my like everyone's favorite dunker was Vince Carter. Yeah. Like, you're not yeah, special. Insanity. <laughs> half man, half amazing. Damn it. Right. <laughs> but I mean. The, 
what paying homage. I mean, it goes back to like Gerald Green doing D Brown. D Brown, yeah. You know, there's been, but yeah. like, yeah. Come on, let's see some more originality. There's stuff you guys can do. You guys, can the think one of two something. years ago with Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine. That one. That was, was the best one in a while. Yeah. That was that was a good one. That was the best one in a while, but yeah, the dunk contest is not what it used to be. Two thousand with Vince Carter was probably the best one. Yeah, and it's I mean um, yeah. Jordan versus Dominique was great. Even like all All Star Weekend was just kind of yeah. Like aside from the game itself, the game was an improvement. Yeah, the, the game, game was an improvement. I felt like everything else kind of everything else took a step back. I, I used to I used to look forward to Saturday night more than I looked yeah, forward the to the All Star competition. Game. Oh yeah, and that stuff was fun, but man. Now it's just like I, now I want I want to go back and kind of rewatch the game. To be honest, yeah, I watched I like I I caught the second second half of it, most of the fourth quarter. Yeah, but but it was so much. But the game was so much better than last year, just because you just get sick of watching guys run up and down the court, throw alley oops to each other with no defense. It's just stupid. Yeah, I do. I, I am a big I am a big fan of the alley oops. So I love me some alley oops. I love me some alley oops. I like alley oops when there's defense though. It's more impressive. It is. It is. Like I like when guys use the alley oop like as a weapon. Like if they're on a two on one, the only way they can get it to their guys to throw it over the defender and have them go up and catch it. But just that, with no defense, it's kind of pointless. Yeah, it's only it's only cool when they did like like I remember ah, I don't even remember what year it was, but. There was one where it was like Iverson, uh, Iverson tossed it up to someone yeah. who came across and caught it and then tossed it up to LeBron. It was like a triple oop, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's no defense, like you right. were saying. But, like... No, that's cool, was, though. That's cool. There was some good ones the other night. I mean... But maybe I like that to was see the little... defense. I liked... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like seeing people get... Get their nose dirty. I mean, like you. Said. I like knowing that they actually, the players on both teams actually care about winning. Like before, you were just like, they don't. These guys don't give a shit who wins this game. Exactly. And this time, you actually felt like, oh, there's a little bit of pride here. Like there's, you that, know. and that's that's what they were saying after the game. They wanted it to do. You know, right. they wanted to bring it back to that. And they needed to for the fans. And I it mean. was still, hey, and it was still what they still scored three hundred points total or something. You know, yeah, one forty eight. A lot less than last year though. Last year yeah. they scored. Oh. Both teams scored almost two hundred. I know that. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, there's still that's still. I mean, what yeah. there was one game. I mean, they weren't playing lockdown defense. No, 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 no. But it was it was at least entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Like guys were challenged to get buckets. It well, wasn't easy. That's you know? what it was. It was, and it that was... that creates more opportunities for like really nice passes and really nice finishes when guys are actually trying to defend you. Exactly. You got to do those fancy layups and shit. How about it's that like... Kyrie behind the back dribble where he kind of swam yep. it back? Yeah. Fake behind the back and dribble back to the left. Woo! That was. I mean, that's Kyrie though. That's Kyrie. You know? That's our guy. You know, Kyrie had to break out some of. The sp- some of the spots during that, you know, he had to he had to show off a little, you That's know, he had to do his for. thing. Best handle in the game. Exactly. You got the best handle in the game in the All Star game. You got to make your defender dance. Exactly, and he was like doing he it. He was, you know, he, he was, was he was showing out. Nobody can dance with the ball like Kyrie. Exactly. That's a fact. Uh, before before we move on to and finish with some Patriots stuff, dude, just got to talk about that anthem. Because Fergie, Fergie, sleep. First of all, who the hell thought Fergie was a good singer to begin with? Who, who, 
who asked Fergie? Who asked Fergie to do the anthem? Who thought she was good enough to do the anthem? Who thought exactly. she was good enough to do the anthem? First of all, and for the people who are like saying it was awful, which it was, what the hell did you expect? Have you ever heard Fergie sing? Like she's what songs do you have? Fergalicious? Does she sing on that song, or does she does she just say Fergalicious? Definition: Make the boys go loco. Like I don't think she sings. She was making the boys she go comico. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was going loco. <laughs> I mean, nope. I don't think she sings. She's just a pop star. Yeah. She's just like, my hump, my hump, my hump, my hump, my hump. Like, that's all she says. She's not a singer. Fake so, boobs, damn. fake lips, oh, fake man. ass, fake face, fake voice. She seems annoying, too. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean. <laughs> who am I to judge? As you're, as you're watching the clips of it, they have. They pan over to the players and they're Everyone's all laughing. laughing at Everyone's her. laughing. I mean, how do you? Why was she? Why was she chosen to sing the national anthem? There are so many singers. better people. Could exactly, have been chosen. there are good singers out there. Like, think of all the people with great voices, and you picked her. It's just <laughs> terrible. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Terrible you decision. Picked, you could have picked anyone, really. Anyone uh, yeah, anyone would have done better than her. Jesus. I mean, shit. But that was. I mean, it was, it was kind of, like, embarrassing for, like, I feel like people should be embarrassed for her. Like, I'm almost I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for her. When I saw the players laughing, I was like, shit. And she didn't get it. You know, she just kept Man. singing it. The band. When singers sing the national anthem and they try to change it, like, change the tone of it, change the melody. Just and, sing like, how they it... try to make it into their own song. Like, let, get your fucking ego out of the way and sing it the way. It's like Happy Birthday. Like, you don't change the song. It's just a song that you sing the way it's supposed to be sung. That's how it was written. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's the tune. Right, exactly. You know? That's exactly. The style There's no written. remix for the national anthem. Exactly. And, you know, Little John ain't. What? <laughs> it's the motherfucking remix! <laughs> you know, no, none of that. The rock is red glare, motherfucker! Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's like, oh man, and it's like it's almost like I I say people should feel embarrassed for her, but nobody nobody felt bad for her because she the way she was singing it, she, she thought she was herself. doing a great job. Yeah, she did it to herself. Someone to make her own rendition of some it. Some stupid PR bullshit fucking person. Told her that that was, when she was rehearsing, that sounded good. And that person is a fucking that moron. That person needs to be fired. Exactly. Fire <laughs> that person right now. Person's a fucking moron. Oh, man. Whoever told her that that was good needs to be fired. Needs to not work with singers anymore because you clearly don't right. know what the fuck you're talking about. And don't get me wrong, you know, Fergie has some jams. But no one said she was a good singer. And, and no one said that. She was going to be good at singing the National Anthem. No. Apparently someone did, but... So, shout out to all the great singers out there that didn't get a chance to sing the National Anthem. Hopefully next year. At the NBA All-Star Game. Hopefully we can get someone good next year. Exactly. Hopefully <laughs> next year's your year to hit that weekend. Yeah. To finish... We got? Oh, we got some Pats talk? We got a little bit of Pats talk. A little bit of Devin McCourty. Um, what about Malcolm Butler? You still know why he didn't play? No? All right. Uh, no, but apparently <laughs> they knew that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, so Devin McCourty, let's get to that. Um, Devin uh, spoke at his fundraiser with uh, a reporter, and he also spoke with a New Jersey reporter. I'm assuming someone he knew from his Rutgers days. Rutgers days, yeah. Uh, 
and he basically said that uh, going into the game, they knew all week that Butler wasn't going to be playing, or at least. Well, they knew they. He said they knew that that they weren't gonna. He wasn't gonna be playing. Not buying that. And it's almost like it's almost like McCourty's playing both sides of the fence with this a little bit because he to the New Jersey reporter to the guy he said that they knew he wasn't going to be playing all week. It wasn't a surprise to them, and he basically said the same thing to the female reporter at his fundraising auction um but he also added well we really could have used them mm. so and he also said like you know it's it's hurtful that people are coming out with these rumors like he said he didn't hear of him being late he didn't hear of him smoking weed and like none of this and it's hurtful and he just like Mal, he said Malcolm's a good teammate. I yeah. I hope the best for him, and I don't want to see this damage him going into free agency. He deserves. He ba- he's basically saying he deserves a good contract. Right. And I say he's playing both sides of the fence because he's sticking with that. We all knew he wasn't playing. It was a, f- a football kind of decision. Yeah. At least that's how he comes off by saying those two things. Yeah. So he's on Malcolm. He's. It seems like he's trying to be on Malcolm's side. But he's implying that they knew that Malcolm wasn't going to play. Well, he straight up said he knew. But right. But I don't think I don't know how accurate that is. And going back to I don't to, think Malcolm would say the same thing. Well, going back to uh our first episode when we spent a while on this, um there was something that had come out that said the captains knew and McCordy's a captain. Right. So okay. maybe McCordy saying we all knew means we collectively as the captains. That's the only thing I'm thinking where he says we, because like we said before, Rose said that he didn't That's know. It's really vague for him to just say we all knew. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I I mean, it's, it's three weeks later, we're still dealing with this. Yeah, I like, honestly, I'm sick of talking about it at this point, but. I'm ready to look <laughs> on to like, some free agency. Yeah. And we got, I mean, teams are cutting, uh, they're, they're doing roster cuts now to make, make some room for free agencies. Yeah. And, um. You know, Doug Martin just got dropped. Brian Cushing got dropped. A um, couple other guys. And the Chiefs, speaking of Malcolm Butler, mm-hmm. the Chiefs are shopping Marcus Peters. Okay. Still on his rookie contract. Okay. Same deal as Brandon Cooks last year where he had the year option after. Right. So he signed through next year, and then he has an option for after next year. I wouldn't, uh, and who's to say? Because you know, we the Chiefs have kind of recent years become a rival to us. Who's yep. to say they're gonna pick up the phone for us? But I mean, I wouldn't mind Bill kicking the tires. I mean, he's a young guy. He's he's a very, as most corners are. He's he's got an ego. He, he can talk. Corners have to have an ego. And it's part of the job. But he's a ball hawk too. Yeah. And I mean, that's not really our style. You know. Right. We our guys our guys play man. They yep. play the man. They don't play the ball. Right. That's the safer bet as a cornerback. Yep. But it's all it I mean, I think him on one side, Gilmore on the other, I mean that's almost better than Revis and Brown here. You know, that's 
Uh, as a combined total, as a combined argument, as a combined total, it's it remains to be seen. Maybe, yep. but Peter seems like he's a stud. Peters, I mean, yeah. I would. I'd love I would to love see him to in see the Peters. Pats. Yeah, I would love Beautiful. to see Peters in the Pats. But like I like I was saying, that's that's up to the Chiefs even answering our phone call. You know, right. and what are we gonna what are we gonna give him? We gonna give him that Garoppolo pick and another draft pick, maybe? We'll see. It's gonna be a big off season for the Pats. We got, I mean, Deion Lewis, big time agent. off season. Lots of lots of shit going on. We got, um, who else? We got, we got to we got to bring Volma back. Yeah, Seabass. Well, uh, Solda, sorry, Solda, Solda. Yes, not Solder. Volma. Yeah, Solda Volma. We got a bunch of big fucks up on that line, <laughs> but Nate Solda. I w- I'd love to see him back. I I mean, I don't think he. I hope he's not thinking of going anywhere else, but we need that protection. You know, he he provides stability with that line. Mm-hmm. He knows uh, Dante Skarnecchia. Skarnecchia, yeah. Um, he knows his schemes. He knows how he is. You know, and he can help. If we get it. Who knows? Maybe we get a guy in, in the draft or something. You know, maybe uh, maybe we get a lineman in the draft or you know he who can. Who knows what we're gonna do in the draft? And he's and he's with Tom for. I mean, he's been with Tom for. Years now, so it's like they have a they have their own chemistry, you know. Mm-hmm. As we were talking about with the Bruins earlier, chemistry is a big thing, and he's, I mean, he's got. Tom knows he can trust him to keep him upright, basically, right. you know, keep keep him still moving, and uh, I think bringing Solda back will at least. Not like we need a ton of help on the offense, but that'll help us shore up that line yeah. and just make sure that Tom's protected and Tom has time to get that ball out to all our receivers next year. He's gonna be he's gonna have an Edelman back to spread that's, the ball. That's to. gonna be big. People forget about that. And as we were saying last week, we need some defensive help. Absolutely. You know? Brian Cushing. Absolutely. I mean, he, Cushing will be good. He'd be good. He's injury prone. Yeah. He, he likes to. He's a psycho. Yeah, he likes his steroids. <laughs> He's an absolute nutcase. But if he could fit in, he know. I mean, he played. Play, he played for Bill O'Brien. He played for Mike Vrabel last year. Yeah. Um, Romeo Cornell, he's familiar with, so he knows the Pat system. He could come in here and kind of just gel right away. Right. So if we could keep him healthy. And we get him on a short deal, maybe. I'd love to see him come in here, kind of, you know, give us give us some help in the linebacking core. We need help in the linebacking Absolutely. core. Absolutely. Like I said, can't be relying I, on Kyle Van Noy. I don't want to see a Landon Roberts or oh. Kyle Van Noy. I, Van Noy, I can deal with. He's if all we, right, but he had way too big of a role exactly. on the team last year. Bring in someone else, maybe a Cushing, maybe someone else. Who knows? Yeah. And hopefully we see, uh, you know, some improved. We we got, what's his name coming back? Rivers? Rivers, yeah. Um, Rivers will be back. Who knows? I He might be He might be one of the pieces we were missing this past year, you know? Maybe. that The one piece for that one, for one stop. You All know? I know is as long as we got Marquise Flowers, we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> he's still tweeting like crazy? I don't know. He's talking shit. I don't know. I just followed him on Instagram yesterday. 
Oh, there you go. How's his insta looking? It's it's looking pretty good. He's proud to be a patriot. Good. Clearly. Good. He should be. Yeah. Good locker room guy. That's what you want. <laughs> yep. And like I said last week, I'd, I'd love to see Big James Harrison back. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Wouldn't be just, it wouldn't be surprised if he decided to hang it up. Uh, He's old as hell. Is I do know. I did see something where he said he said he wanted to come back. All right, I'll so, take him. I mean, I'd love to see him come back, I'll play another him. year for He's the Pats, an make a run for that Super Bowl again. Yep, number six. He came here for a reason. He wanted a ring. He didn't get it, so, so maybe he, he'll come back. Got to finish that job, finish big job. dog. Do, do your job. Finish James that Harrison. job, Debo. Debo. So, all in all. I'd say that might be my new favorite phrase, by the way. All in all, know. I've said it a couple times. Is already. that your catchphrase now? I don't know. I all might... in all, all in all, baby, all in all, I would say, you know, we got our work cut out for us defensively, for sure. But I think we're gonna be right back in it again next year. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I mean, the training camp, goddamn we're season in it, we're just in it every ended. year. So damn Probably. season just ended, and I'm already ready for training oh, yeah. camp. Let's go, oh, baby. Is it August yet? We want to thank you, as always. <laughs> episode three episode, was a success. Episode three in the books. We By the way, th- we finally got our Facebook page up and running, so like Boston's Big Podcast on Facebook. Yes, you can. Get all the updates. Stay in tune with Stay us. Stay in touch. We'll drop some I funny pictures. I shared it pictures. on the Boston's Big Four page, so all my loyal Boston's Big Four followers, go like the Boston's Big Podcast. And then listen to it. And then listen to it, and you know you're going to like it. Exactly. Because we provide nothing but quality content. Next week we're gonna hit on um, one of one of my buddies, one of my homies, uh, knockout. Knockout. Raining from Quincy. He's uh, he's gonna be out at South by Southwest. So yep. uh, and he just dropped his album. Where's Knock? You can catch it on Spotify, Apple Music, um, pretty much everywhere we can stream music from. Hell yeah! And uh, bangs. We uh, we kind of ran out of time to do a little review on it this week, it's but next good. week we're, we're going to hit doing, it back. Yeah, we're going to be doing some local hip-hop stuff coming up in the next few episodes. So Exactly. Get ready for that. Yeah. And look forward to you guys listening this week, next week, and beyond, baby. We out. Out.